Hello there, and welcome to a very special Here's Johnny's Reviews. And for this one, over the next several weeks, I shall be putting out my failed second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show. As I and my co-host spent a good amount of time on these podcasts, so I thought, why not slap it on this podcast and see what happens. Now, remember, these were recorded several months ago. So and none of the links for the Shocky Horror work. So please don't try to look it up on the internet. However, the other links should work. Anyway, enjoy. Welcome to another fact-filled episode of the Shocky Horror Podcast Show, the fortnightly movie review show nobody wanted, but is getting anyway. I'm Johnny T, and no movie is safe from me, from B to Bloody Well Z. Alongside me is the Jedi King Lawler to my JR, Eric, from his podcast, Two Bearded Losers, and his YouTube channel, Hey Internet, Eric here. Always a pleasure, Johnny. Okay then, and tonight we have one of Eric's pick, uh, Shocker, from 1989. Yeah, you, you, you can uh, blame me for this, or you can praise me, we'll find out by the end. Mm, 64. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the movie Wes Craven hoped would bring down Freddy Krueger. Spoilers, it doesn't. I mean, this movie is pretty much beat for beat, and it went on street clone for crying out loud. And think about it, we have a serial killer coming back for revenge after getting killed. The hero has dreams about him, and the lover dies. Hello, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, let's not forget the, the cheesy one-liners as well. Oh yes, I've got the, the one-liners, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we dig into this, let's dust off a fearful fortnight. What did you watch between podcasts? Uh, well, I was continuing my, I mentioned it before, I was continuing going through the X-Men movies. I watched The Wolverine, which is the one where he goes to Japan. Decent, fun. I rewatched Days of Future Past, which reunites the original cast with the quote-unquote new cast, I guess. Yeah, Still my favorite X-Men movie of them yes. all. Yes, yes. Let's see here. A couple more. I watched one of your favorite uh, good bad movies, the the Slumber Party Massacre. But one had a lot of fucking fun with that one. Just how sleazy and cheesy it was. Uh, me and my wife are watching it and basically doing our own uh, mystery science theater type thing. <laughs> a lot, a lot of fun. What was that part one um, or part two? Uh, I watched the first one. Okay, then. okay. Then. Part two is just geniusly bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, hearing about hearing about how the the killer soul now possesses some type of I don't know if it's an Elvis wannabe with a guitar that has the power drill at the end. It just sounds so stupid. It but I have to see it. It's um, a completely different character, by the way. He is nothing to do with the original movie. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's just another. It's a dream demon, I think. <laughs> so get God. it. Um, the other two things is I watched Mikey. Um, one of those uh, killer kid movies from I think it was like '92, starring like the little kid from Family Ties. Not the best, not memorable, but not horrible. It was nice to see Ashley Lawrence in a non-Hellraiser role. Oh dear. Okay then. <laughs> and then the last one, just worth mentioning, was something you struggled to get through after it was uh, discussed on my uh, Two Bearded Losers podcast. Was a a, a well unknown. 80s sex comedy called Hamburger the Motion Picture. If you want to oh, know yes. my opinion, you can just listen to my podcast because we go into detail, and I'm pretty sure Johnny will just say it was horrible. I've got a thing to say about that, but I'll go on that in a little bit. Is that is that mm-hmm. you finished then? Yes. 
Yep, that's all yeah. I got. Okay then. Well, me, I watched... till oh, here we go. <clears throat> I had a bit of a B-movie marathon this weekend. Actually, last weekend, because I turned 40. Go me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, thank you. Uh, I watched Slumber Party Massacre 2. I love that movie. It's so bad. Return of the Living Dead 3, which is one of my partner's personal favourite zombie movies, which is... Uh, so so I like the second one better a movie called Demon Wind which is a blatant uh, uh, sorry Evil Dead wannabe is so bloody bad and not in a good way uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare which is about a Scandinavian I think they are rock group from the 80s who is fighting against a devil in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere and turns out the lead singers are actually an angel and faces against a rod puppet devil and it's fucked up and weird terror on tour uh early 80s uh kiss wannabe rock group that turns out to be a serial killer or something like that it's bizarre Dischantment season two which i love uh but i'm a new dark crystal age of resistance is a pile of shit avoid <laughs> the bloody plague it's just terrible it's not my fucking dark crystals uh, that's the netflix series right yeah netflix series. yes 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 and it's fucking terrible the Willies, which is a late 80s, I believe, early 90s sort of camp tale, which got a thing, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's actually all right. I mean, it's PG-13, so it's kiddified, but it's all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think called Psycho Cop, which is a piece of garbage, and I want my fucking hour and 20 minutes back, because it felt like fucking five hours. It's so bad. And Hamburger, the motion picture. <laughs> oh, here we go. This yep, thing. I'm waiting. This thing is a wannabe Post Academy ripoff, and it fails miserably. For a sex teen comedy, it is unsexy, the jokes are fucking lame, and it is just too obscene and obscure to be taken seriously. I mean, you've got what? You've got a pretty boy lead from Dallas, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. You've got, what else do we have here? We've got a football player, I believe, who plays the grill sergeant. Was that drill sergeant? A grill yeah, sergeant. Yeah, he's a Dick Buckus from the Chicago Bears. Okay then, okay then. See, I know exactly two things about American football. One, it's a ball, and two, it's American. <laughs> 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 I know nothing of American football. Let me see now. Uh, la, 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 la. Oh yes, we have a freedom fighter from Guacamole, not Guatemala, but Guacamole. Yep. The yep. jokes, oh, sweet mother of jokes. And a nun who thinks she's possessed because she hears the theme song in her head. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. <laughs> and we have cheap, sleazy jokes akimbo, including a particularly disturbing scene in a restaurant. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was that one, that one even I couldn't defend in, in my uh, podcast. I hated oh, that scene. God, I mean, the racist stuff, the homophobic stuff, and the sexist stuff is just off the fucking charts bad, and not in a good way. It's just bad. I would, I'm not a great fan of this movie at all. I can see why it's a forgotten sexting comedy. I mean, you want to watch a sexting comedy? Try Porky's or Lemon Popsicle. You know? Lemon Popsicle? I haven't heard of that. Oh, it's a weird thing from the early 80s, I believe. It ripped off Porky's, I think, and it is. Oh my god, it's bad. Or, good old fashioned, Revenge of the Nerds. You know? Yeah. But anyway, enough of that stuff. On to this movie. The 30 year old movie with its $5 million budget, this thing pulled in 16.6 and failed miserably. With the cast Mitch Pelleggi, Peter Berg, Cammy Cooper, 
Michael Murphy, Ted Ramey, the director Wes Craven. The plot, a serial killer TV repairman is caught by a psychic um, teen after he dreams of him killing his foster parents and sister, the siblings rather. He sits in a logic chair as the killer comes back to haunt the teen in his dreams while body hopping in real life. Can the teen stop the electrifying killer? How can this get a positive team building exercise out of it? And will this get a negative review or will this get a positively shocking one? Oh my god, the puns. Find out here. <laughs> oh god, the puns are so bad. <clears throat> anyway, my finest work. <laughs> <laughs> so the opening, can we see Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. We we talked about how we, uh, Wes tried his best to just try to recreate, I guess, another Freddy character, and we're definitely gonna be talking about how he basically is like note for note recreating Nightmare on Elm Street, and this opening sequence is exactly like Nightmare on Elm Street. We're seeing Horace Pinker putting together his equipment. We're just seeing his feet walk around. We're seeing him, you know, even at the end of the sequence, I think. Kind of like how Freddy, you know, shows off the glove. He shows off his knife. The only fucking difference is instead of that creepy score we get in Nightmare on Elm Street, we get this rock song, um, which I do like because we're going to talk about the soundtrack uh, from the Dudes of Wrath, the, the the shocker theme song. But it's 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 the same thing. It's it's Nightmare on Elm Street all over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wes Craven hated the fact that New Line Cinema took away the Nightmare on Elm Street's rights for him so he decided to spitefully make this movie but unfortunately this movie sucks balls <laughs> why it failed because he just doesn't get the character of Freddy right I mean Mitch Pelegi bless him tried his hardest in this role mm-hmm. but it just didn't work the script wasn't there it was just meh you know yeah I mean, I mean you can only do so much with what's given to you yeah exactly exactly speaking of Mitch Pelegi he plays a serial killer with a limp Karen. Him being Horace Pinker, again played by Mitch Pelegi, who I knew from the X-Files and that's about it. <laughs> I know him from Sons of Anarchy, and that's about oh, it. Right, okay then. Okay then. Well, like I said, he's um, A.D. Skinner from the X-Files, uh, Modern Scully's boss, so that's all I know him from. Again, a serial killer with a limp, would it be easy to get away from? I mean, he literally has to drag his right leg, I believe, constantly, and everybody he possesses drags the, the right leg. So how mm-hmm. the hell did he kill, what was it, 46 people? It, it was a high number. It's just, I think that the reason why, well, they say why, well, we'll get into why he has the limp, but I'm guessing they weren't able to escape because he was like, he was a person that would break and enter into the homes to kill the people. Yeah, let's see. Right, okay then. Okay then. Well, I suppose that's fair enough. Ah, the opening song, Shocker by Dudes of Wrath. Can we say Poison by Alice Cooper? Well, yes, we can. I mm-hmm. got poison from that heavily. I mean, I was going... Yeah, I mean, the idea's not original, and this song is not original. Hello, is anything original in this fucking movie? Well, and the thing is, even the band's not original. I know two of the members, one of the singers is Paul Stanley from Kiss, and the drummer's actually Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. All right, right, okay then, okay then. Hey, I have no idea who these um, dudes of Wrath are, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it was literally, I think it was a quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, supergroup created just for this soundtrack, because they have... This opening song, they have one more called Shock Dance, which is which is horrible. And then they have like a, a reprise of the theme song. It's 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 a good soundtrack if you like hair bands, but mm-hmm. it's 
the it's when you only have like two I would say name artists in the in it and the one of the, I think one of the other singers was like like the musical supervisor on this film so Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Anyway, moving on swiftly, we meet our um, hero, Jonathan Parker, played by Peter Berg. This is one of his earliest movies, and boy, does it show. Uh, yeah, he's, he's 25, playing 18. Really? <laughs> Come on. No, <laughs> I didn't I didn't buy that at all. And God, does he suck in this movie. Oh, and in, in a movie full of bad, bad acting, which, I mean, I mean, I... I'm not expecting great acting from a Wes Craven movie from the eighties, but when no. your lead character is the worst actor, it's, it's really, really hard to get through. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is I wrote it down here. You know, I, my notes are literally, I love the opening sequence because of the rock music. Second, second note is Jonathan already seems like a dick when we first meet him, just the way he's like talking shit to the girl when he's mm-hmm. waiting for his Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew him from the 90s hospital drama. No, not ER, Chicago Hope, where he played some sort of hotshot doctor. Okay, mm-hmm. I, mean, I love the fact he, he's in high school. He's a bit old for high school. Cause they don't have a drink in a bar. Isn't a drinking age like 21 in America? Yeah, but he has a Coke. He doesn't have a Jack Daniels. Like no, his, is his it, is it not a, yeah. there's not a Jack and Coke with his father. No, but he says, I'll just have a Coke. Ah, oh, right, okay, I, I thought you actually had a Jack and Coke. Okay, but, so. but the thing is, though, what's funny is you mentioned he's in high school. He's already living on his own. He he, he has his own, like, home and apartment. Yeah, and, uh, I, I mean, if they said he was in university, fair enough, or college, fair enough. But they say he's in high school. I'm yeah. going, eh, he looks 25 every inch of 25. I mean, mm-hmm. he is not 18 or 17 or, or even 19. Anyway, yeah, but you he, mentioned he even looks a rough 25, too. Yeah, he was put away wet. Was it road hard, put away wet? Is the old expression? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he is rough. And you mentioned the food truck owner is actually Jessica Craven, Wes Craven's daughter. Um, the one who had a line cap punching the guts in the nightmare. Okay, that's right. I yeah. I, I saw her, I saw her uh, name in the credits. I just I I didn't see what character she had played. That's okay. That's good to know. Yeah, she plays the um, food truck owner. Who hits on how outrageously he just walks away because he's a dick, as you said. He's a complete jock dick in mm-hmm. this at the start. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Anyway, on to some football practice because of what else is he going to do? He's a fucking jock. We meet mm-hmm. his girlfriend, Allison, played by Cami Cooper, who I know from Wonder Man 2. And that's about it. By the way, I thought she was Alice Cooper's daughter, but it's not. <laughs> I have I'd never heard of her before this, and I haven't recognized her after this. So, mm. yeah, yeah, she is a rough actress. Should it just be nice to say she's rough? <laughs> I mean, not looks wise, no, no. I'm talking about the actual acting voice here. Yeah, yeah, she's it's, nice to look at, but again, it's it's the Mitch Pileggi thing. She can only do with what she's given, and she's given even less than him to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, he gets knocked to his ass time and time again. Not a good thing for a quarterback to do. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like I said, I know exactly two things about American football. American football. But even I know you don't run into the fucking goalpost. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's an ongoing joke. I, I quote unquote joke, I guess, because he's too focused on the chicks to, to get the job done on the football field. Yeah. And he's a dumb jock in this. It's like, oh, my God, you're a fucking idiot. How the hell do you get dressed in the mornings? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> on to the coach, Coach Cooper, played by Sam Scarborough who 
choose him out for acting like a complete douchebag by showing off for his girls and or a girl and the female the, the things cheerleaders. I mean, mm-hmm. he goes, look at me and bump into the fucking the goalpost. I'm going, you're a fucking asshole. How the fuck did you become the captain of the team? You fucking idiot. I'm surprised you can t- fucking tie your shoelaces. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 he's he's definitely uh, you know. The, 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 he works the dumb jack angle really, really well here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, is he dumb, but we'll go back to that a little bit later. Then, of course, meet his best friend, Rhino, played by Richard Brooks, who drills him into the ground because reasons? I don't get that myself. <laughs> I, 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 I like the Rhino character, to be honest. I, I think this actor who plays Rhino has more charisma and acting talents than the actor who plays Jonathan, so it would have been a nice role reversal. It would have made the movie a lot better, I think, if Rhino was was the main character. Yeah, I think of myself, I'm thinking, this guy can act circles on this this pure bird guy, so moving Mm -hmm. on. But Jonathan says he can't sleep at night, and it's not because he's banging his girl nightly. Uh, Wrong franchise, mate. This is not Neiman Elm Street. This is shocker. Oh, dear, oh, dear. But like I says, yeah, this guy is a complete dumb Eddie, I mean, he falls over a table for God's sake and knocks the mm-hmm. the um, Gatorade everywhere. What a asshole. After several blows to the head, he goes to the assistant coach, Pacman, played by Sam Raimi, uh, Ted Raimi's uh, little brother. Oh, reverse that. It's uh, Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's little brother. Oh, did I fuck it up? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep, you did. <laughs> uh, you know, that's okay. The Jonathan character is dumb as hell, so it, it'll it, it kind of affects anybody watching it, so... Mm. and he tells him to take it easy so yeah. what does he do he falls over the table what a fucking idiot this guy is i mean oh my god kill him off right now i mean give the 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 movie t- to the um to rhino character this guy's a fucking mm-hmm. moron i mean he has no charisma he has no acting chops whatsoever i mean i know he's now a director in real life i believe mm-hmm. this peter Berg. Yeah. so mm. yeah i think there's a reason why he's behind the camera now mm. yeah uh, and Allison goes to check him out. He, he doesn't even know how the hell she is. Hello, brain damage. <laughs> I mean, concussions. Hello. Also, is it me or is he a closet case using her as a beard? Because she says they've been dating for over a year and he hasn't touched her yet. Therefore, he's gay. <laughs> There's something up. Especially if you're a high school senior, I'm assuming he's a senior. You're And you've been with a girl for a year and you haven't even done anything. Mm-hmm. There's something going on for sure. You're, I'm not saying you're confused or what, but you, the dude, his hormones are going to be going nuts. He'd be, he'd be touching something. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but he's, he's a roids user. The muscles in this guy. I'm going, yeah, mate. You're either using too much roids if your balls are shrunk, or you're banging somebody on the side. I mean, because he has more chemistry with the, the best mate, Rhino. He does have he does. this chick. I mean, uh, okay, there, oh, there are times when he does seem more interested in Rhino and Pac-Man than his girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a bit. I'm going, sweetheart, you're a beard. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dear, good, dear. On to 1428 Lemon Street. As Jonathan finds himself, yeah, that's a joke for you. <laughs> Jonathan finds himself outside the house you grip on where he finds Horace as a term for a serial killer by Horace. Who the fuck calls her son Horace? Uh, dear, oh dear. Really uh, mean parents. 
yeah, killing his foster brother and about to kill his foster mother and sister. The mother is Diana, or Diane rather, played by Virginia Morris. Um, he stands, just stands there and lets Horace kill him. What the fuck? But nope, it's a nightmare. This is just a dream, dream. Oh dear God. One of many dream sequences. Yes, many, many dream sequences. And this is what actually stopped the movie. This is just fucking terrible. I mean, he just stands there and lets Horace slice and dice the mother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Come on. And what did he do to the little brother? He cut his fingers off or something like that? What the fuck was that all about? Yeah, he mentioned, I think he mentions when he talks to to his father or whatever, that he, uh, the brother's fingers were broken. So... That's how that, he knew. That's how. That's how he's trying to convince the dad that these visions are real because he he saw where he was killed and the fingers were broken and this and that. I thought he cut the fingers off because the fingers were like at weird angles and I was thinking, did he cut the fingers off or were they broken? I mean, anyway, moving on. Mitch Pileggi's overacting, sweet mother of bejesus. He chews up every inch of every piece of scenery in this fucking movie. But he's got to in a movie like this. Like, he he knows what he's in. But he probably read this script. He's like, oh, wow, I get to be a low-rent Freddy Krueger. I gotta gotta run with it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, could you imagine if this is actually Robert England in a role and this was actually a Freddy movie? Could you imagine the fun he would have with this? Oh, he would he would really you, you say Mitch chews the scenery, Robert would, would be chewing it up, <laughs> spitting it out, rechewing it up, spitting it back out, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I thought to myself I'm thinking, why is this not on Eight Mill Street? This movie is is far better than part I don't know, five, Dream Child. Mm-hmm. Dream Child's a piece of shit in my opinion. But moving on, this is a shocker, not Eight Mill Street five. On to he runs sorry, uh what's his name? Jonathan runs over to the crime scene. And we meet Jonathan's father, the detective lieutenant, sorry, Parker, played by Michael Murphy, who gets top billing. What the hell was he in? He's one of those actors that I, I know I've seen him before, but I didn't put in any effort to check his IMDb. So he's one of those guys. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, he's in two Woody Allen movies, and that's it. So, mm. plus well, how? I, I guess I'm wrong, because I've never seen Woody Allen movie. No, he's in Manhattan, I believe. And he plays a coke dealer in Manhattan, I think. So, and he's in some other movie, which I've never heard of. So, moving on. And he is ice cold to his foster son. Is it just me, or does he hate this little guy, this kid's guts? I mean, it's like, whoa, hostility. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, a, a, I don't know if it's intentional, but he definitely shows off some like resentment every time he's talking to Jonathan. Like even in the scenes where he's trying to tell Jonathan he loves him or he cares about him, you can tell that he doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't care. It's like, what the hell did he do? Did he kill the family cat? I mean, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Did, what did he do for crying out loud? Did he steal your girlfriend for fuck's sake? I mean, oh dear, oh dear. Oh yes. On to the other what the fuck moment, because we're only, what, 10 minutes into the movie? Mm-hmm. The press being complete dickheads and shoving a camera into the face of the lieutenant minutes after seeing his dead wife and his kids slaughtered. Can we say cunty i mean for fuck's sake and ratings man that that's how the media is you yeah. know what you know they don't care about the happy stuff they want the the doom and gloom that's true that's very true although Especially during is, the 80s yeah yeah well, I suppose that's true that's very true although this is what 89 90 this movie was mm-hmm. made it wasn't sensationalized news actually i think for this wasn't sensationalized news wasn't until the 90s 
Well, it was getting close because I'm sure like trash TV was making its way out. Like, you know, with, you had cops on Fox and I think Jerry Springer was starting to come out. That type okay. of stuff. Okay, then. okay then. fair enough. Fair enough. Let me see that. Oh, yes. Alice Cooper singing Welcome to My Nightmare on the TV, which was a mm. breath of fresh air. So, yay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. I saw him live four times, five times. So, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a huge, huge I'm a huge Cooper Cooper fan too. I I finally saw him once. It was back in 2014 when he opened for Motley Crue on their quote unquote farewell tour. I've uh, been a big fan of him since you know he was on cassette. And I'll say this: his his performance was a hell of a lot better than Motley Crue's. I'll say that. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's a given. I mean, Alice brings down the bloody house. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. just fantastic. What was I going to say there now? I was going to say something about Alice Cooper. I forgot what it was. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, and much like Nancy and Nightmare on Elm Street, the lieutenant father does not believe that their child when they say they saw the killings in their dreams. Again, Wes, get something fresh and fucking new. This is mm-hmm. not Nightmare on Elm Street. This is fucking shocker. This is supposed to be your new franchise to take over from Freddy. Why are you going back to the well time and time and time again? I mean, get something new and original. Yeah, it, it, what is it? If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, yeah, I don't think he should have listened to that. I think he he watched this. He says, "Okay, Bob Shay, you want you want to take my franchise away from me? I'll start my own one by recreating the same franchise." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and you I'm saw sort of, how well that turned out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't until what ninety six when the new franchise took over Freddy. So when Freddy was yeah. long dead, so. Moving on, Jonathan leads them to Horace's hideout, and he's allowed to walk in. Bullshit! Also, Horace kills everybody that is not the main cast. And by the way, there's enough TVs in this fucking scene. I swear to God, there's about a million TVs in this scene. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I kind of liked the the way his, his hideout looked, just how creepy it was, because you, you, like you said, you had all those TVs, but you had... You know, the, the the pictures of the skulls all over uh, the TV and this. Like, it, it did give a nice, creepy vibe, although I'm pretty sure it was Wes once again trying to recreate the boiler room from A Nightmare on Elm Street. But again, you know, who would really notice that, right? Yeah, true. What was with the skin cats? The cats were hanging from the ceiling, dead or skin. What the fuck? I mean... <laughs> I actually did not notice that. So who? I don't know if that was, it was just another serial killer, like Nod or something. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. And Horace escapes dressed as a cop when Lieutenant Parker finally cracks when he's all, all his men dead. The overacting in this scene is fucking ridiculous. I mean, he literally goes to punch Jonathan square in the face. It's a fucking joke. I mean, I'm going. You show more emotion of your police. Uh, comrades killed and your fucking wife and kids for crying out loud i mean jesus criminies yeah he really didn't give a shit that's for sure about jonathan or anyone else but when his uh when his when his uh team members are, are gone he he goes all ape shit yeah was- i will say i will say that that when horace did kill the two cops that was a real nice uh neck neck slit uh special effect so yeah 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 is it me or is horace's knife the one used in scream if it's not, it's pretty damn close. I was thinking Rambo First Blood, to be honest. Oh, right, okay. I've not seen Rambo First Blood in years, so pass on that one. <laughs> um, so yes. Oh, yes, now with his name and face plastered over the press, Horace decides to take down Jonathan. By the way, Jonathan has one teeny tiny little article. You're trying to say to me, a teenager helped crack the case of the unknown 
serial killer that's took over this town and has killed 40 people. Yeah, he gets a dinky wee piece of in a newspaper. Really? I think not. I mean, and plus he had psychic powers now. What the fuck? And did he get psychic powers from the many blows to the head? I have no, you know, I have no idea because even we'll we'll get to the next scene with him because it goes from dreaming of the future to him like physically being with Horace right before the murders happen. So does he go from dreaming to astral projection? Yeah, what was that? I mean, what the fuck was that? But we'll get to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what, what the fuck was that? I mean, I'm going, what the? F-? I had to actually stop the DVD and go, the fuck. <laughs> I mean, did I miss a scene? Did I first fold a mistake? What the fuck happened there? But back to Alison, who pretty much has a neon sign above her saying, kill me, kill me, you know. Mm-hmm. As Jonathan gives her a gift of a golden necklace, can we Ugh. say fucking evil dead? I mean, uh, dear, oh dear. And Wes Craven lays it on pretty thick. She says... Was it you complete me? I love you. Blah 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 blah. And he's completely stone cold to her. He's like, whatever, love. There's a there's a piece of jewelry. You know, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's like, what he what he's probably thinking is, why couldn't it be Rhino that I'm giving this to and not you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dear God. And oh yes, the car Jonathan drives is a car from Psycho, the one Janet Lee bought um in Psycho, and when she drives in H two O. I never noticed that. Yeah, it's the blue. Um, oh fuck the hell I can't remember the, the brand of the car now but it's the same car a pretty cool car actually I mean and sure enough she's killed brutally yeah. off screen unfortunately but yeah she's yeah. killed brutally yeah I'll give, I'll give him props for this but this was a really good even though like you said most of it was off screen kill I mean what we do see we see like her hands going on the ground and uh, you know shaking around we do see a little bit of blood I will say this, I like the reveal of her murder a hell of a lot better. That one, that was really well done. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Although in saying that, was Horace inside the house waiting for him to shut the door before he jumped her? I mean, what the fuck uh, was that all about? Apparently, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Wes, you know, just hoping people wouldn't notice that, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Jonathan has a little bit of, oh my God, is she in danger? before he started up the car to leave. So why not just go and say, I'm sorry, honey, but can you come with me or something like that? You know, I mean... Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. The cops let Jonathan straight into the crime scene and tamper with evidence? I think not, <laughs> you know? I mean... Yeah. He picks up, like, was it a blood spot or stuff? And the place is completely... He's got, what was it? And the message on the, one, on the, on the mirror? He wrote something I about, think the message said something like, happy birthday or something like that. Oh, was that what it was, uh, right? I think it said, yeah, I think, yeah, it was a happy birthday message written on the mirror. And like I said, I liked the look. There was, you know, blood on the mirror. I think that the, her body's in the tub and the water's all red. So it looked good. But then what happens, the actor who plays Jonathan, you thought he sucked then. It's just his, he, he, him falling down and just wailing is just, it just took away from how cool that scene was. I mean, you really, really fucking suck here. Yeah. I was thinking of going, no, and scream to the skies. I mean, what mm-hmm. the f- fuck and Wes Craven went that's a take next I mean fuck off I mean Wes Craven wrote this thing and directed it was he asleep when he wrote this thing and, and would he directed it for crying out loud or who, know, who knows they, they could have been on take 27 for all we know <laughs> this could have been the best one Wes could have just said fuck it we'll print it exactly and that's very true on to Allison's funeral as Jonathan tracks down Horace just as he's killing another family 
how did you know about this thing? I guess this is the actual projection scene, what you brought up earlier. Yeah. What the fuck was that? He's actually there and he attacks. Yeah, see, that's what threw me off is because, you know, he goes up the stairs and what, what the scene is, is Horace has a woman, you know, she he's got the knife to her throat and he's trying to calm Jonathan down. And basically Horace interacts with Jonathan and tries to stab him, but Jonathan either disappears or Horace goes through him or some weird bullshit. And then Jonathan wakes up and then he knows where the murder is going to happen. So like I said, that's, that makes me wonder, how the fuck can he astral project now? Oh, God, I don't know. How, what did they say get abilities from in the first place? I mean, nothing's explained in this movie, and that's what pissed me off about this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing's explained. Yeah. As campy as this thing wants it to be, there's nothing explained, and that pissed me completely off. Also, did you catch the street names? Mm-mm. Madeleine and Wagner. Uh, them being Marianne Madeleine and Bruce Wagner. Now, she was Wes Craven's long-term producer partner, and he's the actor who throws a switch to killing Horace. I don't know why oh. he was mentioned, but there we are. But yeah, she's Marianne Madeline. She's the, the long-term producer. She produced everything, I believe, after the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I could be wrong on that one, but I know she's in, she's done all three Scream movies and that's, other things. That's kind, of a, that's kind of a neat nod to his friends, though. I, I, I do like how you mentioned how his daughter's in this. That, that That's kind of cool, because I know she comes back in New Nightmare. It, it's just funny... Oh, uh, you know, okay, I got a super low budget. Let's throw my family in here, type of thing. Save a couple bucks. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He stands on it also, uh, very briefly. Really? Yes, yes. Oh, back to this one. Here we go. Rhino pulls Jonathan out of a nightmare. So, okay then. Last second. Oh, I, just... I hated that because wasn't he? They were in the car, right? And like, yes, he's trying yes. to be asleep, and he's even yelling Rhino, Rhino, or some stupid shit like that. Oh God, that was fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah, this is, as I said, this is ridiculous. This. So he pulls Jonathan out of his nightmare, and mm-hmm. Horace is human. He's not dead yet, he's human. Mm-hmm. But so is Jonathan. So how the fuck does that one work? Uh, Horace is not a dream demon. How does he have... Oh, my God. My... I, oh, swear to God. I nearly threw the fucking disc out the window. This is scene is just fucked in the ass. It's just ridiculous i mean uh, nothing see, uh, see, like you said like there's no explanation i would have you know air quotes accepted if they explained like maybe like you said maybe he's got these psychic powers after running into the fucking goal post because mm-hmm. i don't think he was wearing his helmet i don't know if he was or not as stupid as it was at least it would be like a dropped line or something but no he he's able to do all this shit just because yeah, just because the script demands it, therefore he has all yeah. these powers. I mean, it, it would have killed Wes Craven to put in a five-minute scene of him going to the doctor and doctor saying, mm-hmm. oh, you've got a, a legion on your brain and it's giving you these new powers. Da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Something like that, you know? Instead of having it, oh, he hit, he, he hit his head, now he's psychic. Fuck off. That's just lazy. And Lieutenant... And in a movie like this, you'd be, you I mean, you got to run with it. You, you're seeing Shocker. You know what it's about. So, you know, you have to, you know, have a little bit of, you know, suspension of disbelief. We're fine. We could believe something stupid like that as an explanation why he has these powers. But nope, he just does. Yeah, he just has the powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lieutenant Parker follows his son. Uh, here to chase Horace to a roof. And why am I getting last action hero flashbacks? You know? Um, <laughs> I never pictured it until now. Yeah, I got it right off the roof and he's going, no, and I'm going, Last Action Hero, was that you? <laughs> I mean, 
And Horace is immediately caught and set to death row. That's not how that works. <laughs> you have to go through a trial. I will, I will say this. I did actually enjoy the fight sequence between Jonathan and Horace on the roof. I mean, Jonathan stunt double or whatever. He did get a nice drop kick in there. Horace is throwing him around. It's a good physical fight. So I got to give him props for that. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool fight. Yeah, but yeah. then again, it, it's, 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 what's the actor's name who plays Jonathan? Uh, Peter Burke. Okay, fuck you, Peter Berg, because this is the second time, first time being when they see um, the aftermath of the girlfriend's death. After this, you know, you have this cool scene, but then he tells his dad, he's like, I want to see him fry. I deserve yeah. to see him die. His, the, the way he delivers that line, again, it's like him crying at the bathtub. It takes away from how good the scene is, because I, I love that fight he has with Horace, but then him, his delivery of, I, I, I deserve to see him fry. <laughs> I deserve yeah. that. Shut yeah, the fuck the, up. It, it, it's, it's horrible. Just, it takes away from it. Yeah, and I love the fact that Horace stabs him in the, in, the, in the side and rips him across the chest with his knife. He doesn't sell that injury at nope. all. I'm going, you're a fucking terrible actor. Get the fuck off the screen. You should have been killed in the first ten minutes. We're crying yeah. out loud. I mean, oh dear, oh dear. As you mentioned, Jonathan demands to see him fry and every inch of the scenery was chewed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh, dear God. And on to another thing that made me nearly snap the disc. Mega Death's covering of No Mr. Nice Guy. No! Just fucking no. That loses two points immediately. Get Alice fucking Cooper's original version of that or nothing. Fuck you, Mega Death. That song was killed, slaughtered, crucified, fucking put in a crossroad, assaulted, then fucking resurrected and killed again. You murdered that fucking song, you bastards. I mean, oh, dear God. <laughs> if you can't tell, Johnny was not very happy with the cover of No More Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally almost snapped the disc. That's how pissed I was in it. I mean, oh. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a huge Megadeth fan myself and also a huge Alice Cooper fan and you know what? It the song isn't like horrible, horrible. It's but it's not a in my opinion, it's not a good cover. And what I really hate about this cover is just how the song begins. This is no more Mr. Nice Guy. Me a nice guy. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> why would you even put that in a classic song? Like that's one of Alice's most well-known songs. And I mean, it was a cool sequence of everything getting ready for for the uh, the electric chair, but. Bad, bad cover of more mm-hmm. nice Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. One other, one other thing here that comes out of absolute fucking left field. Horace gets the black magic candles and the ritual stuff into death row. How mm-hmm. did he do that? How did they get the black, the black magic candles and the blood and the da 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 da? Also, he contacts the Rocky Horror Lips to give him dream, demon powers, light. What the fuck? Did you see the ridiculous 3D wannabe lips going, you're granted? It's like, oh, for fuck's oh, it, sake. Well, yeah, well, that was the thing. They were, they were talking about, where's Pinker? He's in his, his cell. Hope I hope he's choking on his last meal, which is mm. which is fine. But then you had the cops saying, well, what did he want? Well, they, you got the guards walking down with the priest. And, oh, he just wanted a TV in his cell. Mm. Okay. But like you said, he's not. he doesn't just have the TV. He's got jumper cables. He's uh-huh. got black candles so where did that shit come from didn't you guys think it would be a little weird for him to request that too so he's looking at the tv and he's got the jumper cables on his fingers and you're right the lips 
at first I thought it was going to be like the poltergeist hand, you know, you know, mm-hmm. from the from the TV. But no, it's lips. And I wrote it down. The lips actually say, you got it, baby. And then oh, boom, God. everything explodes. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I said, the Rocky Horror lips. I mean, I expect mm-hmm. them to go science fiction double feature. <laughs> yeah. right. um, and and- again, it, it's just like the Jonathan uh, dream sequence stuff. There's no explanation at all from Forrest that he practiced voodoo or any of this bullshit. Yeah, or black magic, anything at yeah. all. There's nothing. It's mm-hmm. like, Wes, you're pulling a show your ass. This is fucking ridiculous. What the fuck? Did you have a script editor? I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Also, Horace gets electrocuted by the TV. Mm-hmm. So he dies and they bring him back to life. Why bring him back to life? He's going to die in seconds anyway. Just let him fucking die. Oh my god! Although I don't like the fact he bites the the guard's lips off. <laughs> that was a when yeah when he bites the 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 bottom lip of the the guard giving him CPR and he stretches it. That mm. was a very painful looking uh, special effect. So I have to give that to them. Yeah, and then he so... the other guard gets his fingers bit off and we get the finger licking good. Oh, uh, Gus, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. The only thing I could think of why Horace was a TV repair. Mm. Devil Worshipper was TV is the root of all evil, but is that me just reading into this, or is it that stupid? I mean, uh, I think you're trying your best to get to get an answer, and you you're just <laughs> unsuccessful. Oh, by the way, why is Horace wearing racing stripes on his orange coveralls? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the racing stripes? The, the sort of. I noticed that. Yeah. Oh my God! What the fuck was that? <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe again, maybe it's West trying to create a new Freddy. Hey, if I can't have red and green sweater, I'll have a racing striped jumpsuit. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, but moving on. And on the uh, uh, so again, in the chair, Horace claims to be Jonathan's real dad uh, mm-hmm. for his last sports, but that goes absolutely nowhere because he he says, "You little bastard, you shot me in the knee when you were you were nine uh, when I was killing your mother." Blah blah blah. But it goes nowhere. What yeah, the it's, hell? It's, it's just him, like like uh, the foster dad said, oh, he's just fucking with you. But I think it's just a way to explain the limp is all it is and nothing more. Yeah, true, true. I was thinking to myself, if you were nine when you shot him in the kneecap, what do you remember I, uh, Remember that? As a traumatic event, he's killed your mother. He's going after you with a knife. You shoot him in the kneecap. Therefore, you would memorize that, you fucking idiot. You wouldn't go... I forgot he's my real daddy. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, like, my wife was watching up to that part last night when we were watch, re-watching this, and we both thought, like, yeah, he was, I think he was either seven or nine, like you said, and they, there is a drop line that, that Jonathan Parker was found and put into foster care after being found badly beaten or something, but we would understand maybe if he would forget that if he was, like, five or six, but I don't know how you could forget something like that at, at seven or nine but yeah yeah it's, it's a total ridiculous idea anyway moving on because we've still got a big chunk of the movie to go because we're 30 minutes into this piece of shit oh, uh, yeah. 35 minutes into the the chair fails to let you horace so he jumps into the prison doctor who's played by janine peters who then kills the police ex, uh, escort so i can't fucking speak escorts outside of of the jail why don't you just wait until you go out right outside the fucking oh my god that uh, dear god how the hell did he survive the good by the way um the rocky horror picture show lips that's all i'm gonna say uh, i see i see because i was thinking if he's a tv repairman would he get used to getting shocked but i was thinking not fifty thousand volts up there she wouldn't 
So is the Rock of Horror Demon then? Okay then. Yeah, that you hey, you got your way of trying to make things work. I'm I, that's what I'm going with. Okay then. Okay then. And this is where the budget went because that explosion and the electrocution scene is where the budget went. That explosion was fucking what the hell? He runs the the car into a gas tank and it blows it mm. sky high. So there's the budget. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, you'll definitely see that towards the end of the movie when the budget goes to zero. But speaking of like bad effects, we forgot like when uh they're taking the the the, the prison doctor to the ambulance or whatever. They they think Horace is gone because they can't find his body. He's he's hiding behind the door and when he falls to the ground and it's just he like, dissolves engulfs yeah. into flames and then he literally just dissolves and they don't even blink twice at this. They're like, oh wow, that was interesting and that's it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. This movie fails in every single attempt at being scary or being mm-hmm. mysterious. It just fails in its utter redundancy. It's just fucking stupid another thing it's daylight forgive me if i'm wrong here but does it most executions happen at night yeah usually i believe it's at midnight midnight yes yes i mean i am a i have a thing for serial killers i'm not obsessed but i like digging to serial killers like bundy and Mm -hmm. and uh, gacy and uh, all these other people and most of them were killed at either uh, midnight as you said or 6 a.m but not mm-hmm. in the middle of the fucking day. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. On to yet another nightmare. And we get it, Craven. You were pissed off. You had your nightmare. I wish fucking money took away for you. Can you calm the beans with this shit? Um, <laughs> how about something fresh and fucking new for crying out loud? I mean, I, he was actually tossed off the set of, of Nightmare 3, I believe, because he wanted more and more and more of his ridiculous ideas to be oh, on wow. his screen. So maybe... Bob Shea was right. Get him off the fucking set. His his ideas are unfillable because this is Wes Craven unfiltered and it's utter shit. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Anyway, Alison, what I made no doubt. What the sort of fuck I was not it? Alison dream sequence. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I've lost what I was. Alison comes to Jonathan. This movie, I swear to fucking god. Alison comes to Jonathan in his dream to warn him. About Horace's return, handing him the magic necklace again. Oh, can, we, I, can we say Evil Dead too? <laughs> but see, this is this is another thing. This is I love the look of her. Okay, because you got this nice shade of blue, and then and like her her ghostly specter is this nice shade of blue, mm-hmm. and she's covered in you know dark red blood, so it really looks cool. So I'm like, okay, fine, this might be neat. I can handle the fact if I can handle the fact that you know this dude's having fucking dreams about Pinker and all this. I can handle the fact that. He's being talked to by the ghost of his dead girlfriend. Uh-huh. But what ruins it then is she gives him that stupid fucking necklace. She basically says, this will keep you strong. Our love will keep, will conquer everything and keep us strong. I fucking hate that. In yeah. every type of horror movie, the symbol of our love garbage. Yeah, it's utter shite. Although I do, I do like, as you said, I do like her Carrie-esque look. Mm-hmm. You know, the blood and yep. the long flowing uh, dress thing. I like that. But like I said, this is cheesy as fuck. Here, have a symbol of our love. It'll protect yeah. you. It'll give you strength. Fuck right off. I mean. Oh man. Oh, dear, and then dear. it ends with the. And then it ends with we're talking about how the budget went to the the big explosion. It this scene ends with him falling into his bed, but he's falling into a pool of water mm-hmm. with like this really horrible special effect. Oh yeah. man. Because he has a waterbed. Who the yeah. fuck had the waterbed? I mean. <laughs> 
I have no idea what the hell I'm, I'm saying anymore. This movie's just fucking frying my brain. Mm. <laughs> Although I will say Peter Berg did have a good body on him. Um, maybe it's just me being a complete pervert because he spends most of his time running around in these. What was he wearing? Boxer shorts or short shorts? What the hell he's doing? He's, he, a lot of times he's he's just in sweatpants that that don't fit him too well, so they're always they're always hanging off of him. So yeah, or skin tight. Skin, uh, skin tight grey sweatpants. Hey, he never knows when Rhino's gonna show up. You know, he's a single man now. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there with that one. I'm just leaving it. <laughs> Terrible studio. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Terrible Muriel. Moving on. <laughs> I've now lost. <laughs> anyway, moving on. The cop Horace dropped into, uh, can we say, Jason goes to hell. I think we can't even listen before Jason goes to hell, but I think we can. Uh, by the way, check out our other podcast for that one. Pastor Rory, his name was? Yeah. Played, uh, played... Uh, Pastori. Oh, sorry, Pastori. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, moving on. Played by Vincent, oh God, Gastafreno. Hunts down Jonathan, chasing him around a park. And God, this guy's a bad shot. He misses every single fucking shot at close point fucking range. How did he get past the fucking shooting range in the, in the police academy? <laughs> well, here's 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 the thing. You're a huge fan of uh, Jason Lives, Friday Part 6. I think this is the same actor who's got the laser scope wherever the red dot goes, you bang. Um, Maybe I had, had it on this gun then because he's a fucking lousy shot. I mean, Exactly. I said, uh, well, that's what happens. He didn't have his, his laser scope. That's why he sucks so much. <laughs> God, that's so bad. I love the fact how he just dies. He's like, Jonathan, help me. I've got a heart attack. Uh, and dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and also, the jogger that he jumps into next is Jonathan Craven, Wesley's oldest son, I believe. Okay. So, there we have it. On to my favourite character in this movie, the little girl. Yes. Played by, played by Lindsay Parker. I love, she's such a little brat. <laughs> oh, and she, de- she delivers the lines perfectly. When she gets in that, uh, the piece of equipment, she says, move you fucker. And then when Jonathan's like lifting her up and shaking him, she calls him a nasty son of a bitch or something. And it's, it's, oh God, the line delivery is wonderful in her. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's such, such genius thing. And on to the next person he jumps into, the road worker, is Kane Roberts, Alice Cooper's former guitar player. Apparently. I thought he looked familiar. He was He's the one that used to dress up like Rambo, I think, on, on stage with them. All right. All right. Okay, then. Okay, then. I mean, I saw Alice in the 2000s, so I'm guessing he was the 80s, 90s guitarist then. Yeah, it was It was during, like, you know, when, like, Trash came out and stuff like those type of albums. But yeah, he, oh, yeah right, I knew right, he okay, looked then. familiar. Okay, okay. And I love the people jump at who. Uh, let's say again. I love the people that horse jump into have the limp on the right leg. You know, little girl. <laughs> the little girl just hands up and run. Just like, it's like, I, will, oh. I will say this. I, I I did watch a little bit of the Blu-ray features. I guess it was the girl, the girl actress who came up with the limp idea. I uh, was it so right? Okay. That's why everybody has to do the limp because I think Mitch Pileggi said that. Like she's the reason why. He had to do the limp because Craven liked it so much. So I guess that's why that dropped line about Jonathan shooting him in the kneecap with the rifle or whatever caused that. Okay then. Okay then. So it's it's just another reason to like that little girl, I guess. She was really good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's the best actress in this bully thing for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, what was I now? Da, 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 da. What the 
fuck was I? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Where do you go when you are getting a chased by the ghost of a serial killer and you have a bullet in your arm? Why, back to high school, of course, because this guy's a fucking moron, as I mentioned earlier. This guy is thicker than two short of wood. A wood. wood. He's a fucking moron. He goes back to high school to get advice from his coach. Really? <laughs> and you know what? His coach and his friends... You know, they they believe his story pretty easily. You know, okay, I guess, you know, everyone's being possessed by the spirit of a dead serial killer. Let's go get this guy. Yeah, let's snap his neck. I was like, okay, come on. Jesus. I love the movie tries to make some lame-ass excuse that because Horace died by electricity, he can body hop until Mm -hmm. he uses up the body's charge. Um, Okay, how did he kill the kid so fast then? She's about, what, seven, eight, maybe nine? She should have plenty of life force in her. Why did he jump right away into the, the Muscle Mary construction worker? <laughs> uh, I, I will say this. I do I do, I, I do, do like how every time he does leap into these bodies, there's like a nice, cool, shocking effect. That mm. looked nice. Yeah. Totally different than what I think about when Horace actually comes out of the body with this bad pixelated effect. Mm. Yeah, the, the effects at the end of this movie are rough, to be kind. I mean, I think the budget was was about a buck ten by the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, they 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 spent all the money on the explosion, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I think the the last effects were sticking about plastic hopes and dreams. I mean, mm. oh dear, oh dear. So anyway, so Jonathan sends the coach, an assistant coach, to his flat to get scuba diving mask. Well, um, we, well, we we think it's a scuba mask because by the end of it, you, you can tell it's just one of those cheapy $5 things at Walmart and he's going to go jump in the bottom of a lake to find oh, his, you know, the symbol of his love because the construction worker threw it in there. Yeah, I meant to see that. The construction worker picks up the the little heart thing and lobs the, the pickaxe straight into the middle of the of the lake. Was it a lake or was mm-hmm. it a, a pond or what the hell it was? I just love that one. So, they go to get the necklace and I'm going... Why can't you do it yourself? And also, why are you diving at night, you fucking idiots? <laughs> and they, well, it's not going to help him breathe. It's not like he's got a scuba, you know, air tank or anything like that. He's just got a cheesy fucking thing to make it so he can see. You're not going to be able to see in the dark. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jonathan sends the black coach and the assistant nerd coach. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Why you have guessed it? Horace kills the nerd and possesses the coach because reasons mm-hmm. i mean uh, and this is where the movie goes off the fucking rails as yeah, if it hasn't Hor- already it surely does now oh my god yeah as horace is forced out of the coach's body by allison who then makes him jump into the power lines to hop from person to person some more what the fuck <laughs> yeah because uh, oh what is it jonathan gives this the coach the same motivational speech or something he's like fight it fight it from within or some stupid bullshit like that so then the coach kills himself so he won't kill jonathan and then that's how horace gets out yeah as horace says this guy's well willpower is like a was it weak as i can have his willpower for breakfast or something like that it's like oh god uh, such a bad line mm-hmm. but allison was out of nowhere and defends him what the fuck because reasons. Yes. Uh, because reasons. And then the father shows up for more reasons. Gets mm-hmm. possessed by Horace. Uh, because 
reasons. As again, the reasons. father can't stand his son because as it said, quote, I couldn't get into Pac-Man because he liked you so much. So f- therefore the father hated him because he just jumped mm-hmm. right into the father. I mean, and that must mean the, the, the coach hated him also. I mean, for crying out loud. Ah, dear God. Also, yeah, those, say- those, cops, those cops didn't seem to be too scared the fact that they're, you know, their boss, Jonathan's uh, foster dad, is basically going to go run him down with his car. Yeah. I think yeah. he even shoots at him for a couple times, too. Yeah, and he goes unhandcuffed also. What mm-hmm. the fuck was that about? I mean, this movie just goes right off the cliff and continues to roll down. Ah, dear God. And also, can we say Ghost in the Machine? Doesn't yep. Ghost in the Machine, it jumps from electrical device to electrical device. Yeah, we've, we we didn't mention the bad special effect of how Horace goes in the light socket and his fingers stretch into, they look like points, so he can just plug himself in and get sucked through. Yeah, it's utterly ridiculous. That's uh, bloody well stupid. <sighs> Where was I now? Oh yes, Lieutenant Parker arrests Jonathan unhandcuffed, as I says, but Rhino spears the Lieutenant WWE style spear. <laughs> Knocks him <laughs> yeah. clean in his ass. I love that spear. So Jonathan runs for it. Um, okay then, why wasn't he arrested? Why isn't he putting cuffs and stuck in the back of the car instead of shooting at him running over the bloody well car? Uh, because reasons and the lieutenant tries to run him over chasing him to a TV station where he fakes a heart attack so Horace jumps into a satellite dish then jumps from TV to TV can we say repossessed? I think we can (laughs) god almighty is anything in this fucking thing original? fresh and new? god almighty I mean he fakes a heart attack he goes dad you don't have a heart condition How, how did I know? he didn't know either therefore I faked it Mm-hmm. Oh dear! And how the fuck did he get down from that salad dish? <laughs> oh god! Oh, this movie is so fucking ridiculous. And here the movie not only free falls off the cliff, but it whacks every single fucking pedestal on the way down. Sweet mother <laughs> of the Jesus! As Horace pulls Jonathan into a TV to fight him on TV land. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The effects. Oh. My sweet bejesus. <laughs> yeah, the, the effects are really weird. I mean, they do their attempts at comedy, too. I mean, because some of it I enjoyed with what Mitch Pilecki does. Like, they're they're going through, you know, the atomic bomb going off, and he's cheering it on. And there's, like, they're fighting through, like, the crowd of a boxing oh. match. And, and uh, Pilecki's saying, yeah, kick his ass and stuff like that. No, but, no, 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 no. No, wait, wait, wait a second here. Mitch Pilecki's face is shown in the mushroom cloud as the bomb yes. goes off. It's like, oh, dear God. You I, I actually like that when I laughed out loud. But the, the, the thing is, you've got that kind of fun stuff. But then there's a scene where they're both running down the road and they're chasing the, the Cleaver family from Leave it to Beaver. And the thing is, Jonathan even yells at Beaver, hey, Beaver, and asks him to open the door or some stupid shit like that. Oh, Failed joke. Dear. Oh god! I love the fact where they come out of the TV and have a fight in a, a random family's apartment as a fat mother just sitting there going, "Watch my food!" You know, it's the first remote. I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah, see, and, you know, by as, this point, I'm just running with it. I, they're they're fighting, they're destroying her house. She's still <laughs> sitting there with her popcorn watching it. I think that dad's in the kitchen still asking for a beer or something, and the <laughs> kids are watching. Up. 
Yeah, and Horace beats him up. I was on the floor laughing at this. If this mm-hmm. is supposed to be scary, it fails fucking miserably. Yeah. It but definitely yeah. goes total slapstick the last 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, before Johnny gets pulled into TV land, he gets his teammates to pull the power to the station at midnight on the dot. So basically, this is Nancy getting um, shown how to shut down Freddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically the whole Hobo One stuff and the original Nightmare Elm Street with the sledgehammer and the explosions and the such so basically this is what they're doing then okay then and yeah, sounds familiar yeah yeah another nightmare oh god as Jonathan with help from a sped up Allison gets a necklace from the bottom of the lake and how very lady of lake of her also Peter Berg got hypothermia for diving into that ice cold water Apparently it was 23 um, Fahrenheit, I believe, or what the hell it was. It was cold. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking cold. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. Not for for. I've seen that. We've seen the budget on this movie. I'm pretty sure Peter Berg wasn't paid that much to dive into that water. Mm, apparently, no, no. He had hypothermia, and the production was slowed down for a few weeks until it got better because the the water was ice cold. Um, so uh, you suffer for your art, I'm guessing. I, yeah, suffer for your art, quote unquote art. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, the movie pulls a stay tuned as Jonathan channel hops fighting Horace everywhere. I mean, oh my God. Oh, and I forgot to mention the Lazy Boy attack. The oh, fuck? God, that horrible chair effect. That was, uh, I, I was thinking Pee Wee's Playhouse and the, the and Cherry the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that was several, actually. And finally, Jonathan gets her TV remote and controls Horace. Okay, the. The, the train has now at the bottom of the, the fucking ravine and mm-hmm. there's now a tidal wave of shit coming over it. This is just fucking ridiculous. And the effects... Yeah, the effects are beyond cheap. My God. I mean, like I say, was this hopes and dreams but towards the end of this thing? Yeah. And what's <sighs> really bad is like Jonathan's controlling him like through fast forward and this and then. He's saying this is for my brother, and he throws, makes horse run into the wall, and my sister makes him throw, go into the other wall, and then he does that for every family member. And then what does he do? The the worst thing you could possibly do to get revenge, he makes Horace jump up and down on the bed, and then hits. Oh balls. God, yeah, I was getting Freddy's dead flashbacks where mm-hmm. Freddy had to make the the power glove. I'm going, oh my God, this movie gets beyond ridiculous every fucking scene. <sighs> Yeah, if it wasn't a cartoon by by now, I don't know what is. Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I absolutely hate this scene because, like I said, I understand him like, you know, it's a cliche. This is for my brother and this is for him. And this is for that. That's in every horror movie where the, the lead gets his revenge. But the fact that he just he makes him jump and jump up and down on the bed. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? And he freezes him. In, he pauses him in there and it freezes him in there. And mm-hmm. I'm going... What the, and then he throws the remote out the window. What the fuck was that about? I'm going, what? And he goes, by the way, your, your watch is stopped. Therefore, you're stuck in TV land. Mm. Eh? What? What? So, what, did they find the body the next day of him? I don't know, I'm guessing. And he's waterbed? I mean, what the fuck happened? Reasons. No reason. Oh, God. And there's really no other way we can explain this movie. Yeah, it's just shit happens for shit reasons. Because yep. 
I think this is Wes Craven's first draft, and nobody says no, rewrite some shit. I just ran with it, you know, because I think this was a dare. Actually, you know, I think this was this was a double dare. <laughs> you know, I swear <laughs> to God, I think somebody gave Wes Craven four million dollars. Went there, you go, make a movie. I triple dare you to make the worst thing you can fucking think of because there's no other excuse. This is just utter shit. I mean, oh my God. Anyway, time for a wrap-up. That was Wes Craven's shocker. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We, we forgot. Once once Jonathan, you know, he, he, he shoots out of the TV, I guess. And then he just walks up. He cheesily looks up at the sky, and he sees the stars light up in the shape of a heart. Oh, for fuck's sake. It didn't do that, did it? <laughs> oh, my yes, God. it did. Because I, I rewound it twice to make sure. Oh. And then you hear it's Wes Craven actually plays one of the neighbors. You can't see him on screen unless like you're watching it, you know, widescreen. It's actually Wes Craven. He's like, oh, hey, Jonathan, you OK? I just saw you on TV. And then Jonathan looks up in the stairs or looks up at the stars, sees the heart light up. and He says, oh, yeah, everything's fine. And then the credits roll. God, that was terrible. Anyway, as I was saying, that was Wes Craven's shocker, a poor and I mean poor attempt at making a new Freddy Krueger. The acting is way OTT. The effects are beyond cheap. The story makes no fucking sense and nothing. And I do mean nothing in this thing is original. Wes Craven just wanted some of that sweet-ass Freddy cash. This is just a goddamn wannabe Nightmare on Elm Street clone. And it is just beyond crap. So what did you think? I've seen a lot better. I, I I enjoyed it a lot more when I was younger. This recent watching, it was really, really rough. Mitch Pelegi, God bless him, he does his best to create a fun character out of Horace Pinker. But he, like like we've said, he can only do so much with what he's given. And I think Wes probably just said, hey, Mitch, try to be Freddy. And he tried. Would I watch a sequel? Only if Mitch was Freddy again, but that's not saying much. So, yeah, it was rough. It was it was this this was a really rough viewing for me. Yeah, yeah. And let me explain the scoring since Eric and I are a bit of a drinker. It's based on how much alcohol you need to enjoy this movie. One star being one beer, two stars being a six pack, three stars being eighteen pack, four stars being a keg, and five stars being a bottle of scotch. The higher the rating, the more booze need to enjoy this thing. I'm going to give this thing a four star, a keg. It is just terrible. But what saves me from giving it a triple barrel shotgun blast to the face is Mitch Pelegi tries his goddamnedest to make this thing work. A shame he failed at it, but it gets a four. So what do you give it? Uh, you know what? I think... Remember this, I'm a guy who who absolutely loves stupid shit like Jason Goes to Hell and all that. This was really rough for me. I'm I'm looking at it as a fan of cheesy shit, but I'm also looking at it quote unquote professionally since we're 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 breaking everything down. I'm giving it a three and a half. Oh, uh, no, no, sorry, no half, man. It's just no 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 no. Oh <laughs> no halves. Okay. You know what? Fine. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm gonna give it a four. I will give it a four. I love Mitch Pelecki. Like you said, he does his goddamnedest to to save this film, but the problem is, I hate Peter Berg. He's yes, absolutely yes. one of the worst actors in this film, and when he's your lead, that's a problem. That's why we always said 
Rhino should have been because he's probably him other other than him, the, the best actor in this movie is the little girl. So hate Peter Berg. The special yeah. effects aren't even when they're bad, they're not really fun. Um, yeah. the, our whole ongoing joke with reasons, you know, just accept it. This one was rough. If I can't do three and a half, fuck it, I'm going four. Yeah, yeah, no half measures here. No, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, to quote the emperor, the emperor brother, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Schlocky Horror and Instagram on Schlocky underscore pod. Schlocky spelt S. Uh, sorry, yeah, I've got there. Uh, did I again? Schlocky spelt S C H L O C K Y for somebody who asked earlier even though you can find a fucking podcast on the bloody thing moving on. You can follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, and you can follow Eric at... I'm on Twitter at uh, movies underscore beer 365. I'm on all other social media platforms. Just Google Hey Internet Eric here. And then if you want to check out my other podcast, uh, Two Bearded Losers, um, the Twitter is two underscore beard underscore losers, and all the links are there. So that'll be the easiest way to find us. Yeah, yeah. Actually, quite a good podcast you have there. I, I like the um, uh, you go for the obscure and not just the well-known stuff. You know, I like that. I mean, like I say, is that hamburger the movie? Never heard of it, and mm-hmm. we hadn't. <laughs> hey, and, and, that, and that's okay. We we just like people listening, but that's that's how we do it. We we will be topical when we want to be topical, but we like this the rare, weird, obscure shit that. Only me and uh, Frenzy seem to know and talk about. So, yeah. but I, we appreciate the feedback. That's really that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact that Frenzy goes off on tangents. <laughs> and yeah. You just you try desperately to, to catch up with him. He's like, "Can you hold on a second? I'm running to catch up." With you. I love that. Mm-hmm. He just takes you on a wild tangent, and then you go back to the plot. You know, you go way mm-hmm. over again, and you go back to the plot. Unlike this podcast, which is a bit too stiff, I'm thinking, but I might, mm, I might just leave it as is but i'm not too sure <laughs> I, I i'm having fun I, okay. so i'll tell you that and then that's the thing with, with uh when me and friends talk we do go off on our tangents and our first episode um is is over three hours long because we oh, didn't know geez. how we were going to do it and we were supposed to just talk about the child's play remake but you think we've gone on tangents before there's probably a good half a dozen tangents in that one so oh, dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, back to our little podcast, our humble little podcast here. If you want a movie reviewed, give us an email on schlockyhorrorpodcastshow at gmail.com. Eh, bye. Now I'm off to do a little channel surfing. Yeah, hopefully no Peter Berg movies. Yeah, hopefully not either. Bye. Bye. <laughs>